White Lies by Zachary Easton. Putting the car in park position was the easy part. It was carrying in a load of five armfuls of groceries at once into the sturdy doorway that was tricky. The struggle was real at that moment. All that was running through my mind was one step, two step, careful, one step. I repeated it to myself until I got to the table and sat the groceries down. The sheer silence was not normal for the kids. They're always yelling and being way too energetic for the house. My instincts had me carefully scan the house for both kids, Colin and Lena. I looked in both of their rooms, the bathroom, my room, and I did not see or hear them. Angie, are you home? I called out for my wife and got no response. My stomach turned inside out, filled with butterflies. I felt the uneasy tension, almost like the room shrinking, and my thoughts were everywhere. My head started to throb and my eyes burned. As I stumbled to the countertop where the phone was sitting, I dialed her number. It hurt my thumbs to hit the numbers in order. The phone rang for what felt like forever. Finally, I went straight to voicemail. It's Angie. I'm not here right now. Please leave a message. The phone just laid on the countertop like a dead carcass in the ditch by the freeway. Silent. After what felt like a million attempts to reach Angie, the best thing to do was put the phone down and get my mind off what was going on. I strolled into the great clearing of a kitchen and checked the fridge for something to eat. The sandwich meat was slimy, the milk was sour, the chips stale, so I tossed all of it and opened the fresh new groceries. The cabinets were empty, and all the dishes were piled on the sink and counter next to it. All filthy and nasty. I started the sink on warm and gradually turned the heat up. I held my hand underneath the water, expecting to feel the warmth, but was strictly upset to know that I could not feel the heat as my hand turned red as a steamed tomato. I started scrubbing dishes, gently and quickly, to get them done soon for dinner. The stove was on, the pot was boiling with homemade beef stew, aromas of cooked hamburgers, freshly cut oranges, and even more smell are way too good to describe. The table was set for food of food for a whole meal. I sat at the head of the table, waiting and watching the door, thinking, any time now, any time. The messages had an impaling effect as I read. I have the kids, John. I'm with Catherine. We took the kids on a trip. We won't back till tomorrow. So don't bother calling. We will be busy. I sighed in relief that the kids were safe and okay. The pain returned and I knew that I needed to do. My mind was blank and I just repeated, it doesn't matter how much you care about her. Sometimes you're better off walking away for your own mental health. A safe handle was ice cold as I opened the door. It squealed like a mouse. My hands reached in and grabbed the papers without control. I want full custody. I'm done. I love her, though. She's too much. She doesn't love me. She has Catherine. I said with hatefulness. I was officially done being emotionally abused by the person I put my heart and time into. The ink on the paper had my name signed in black and very visible. The bottom right side of had my name, and now it was time for hers. I love you, Angie. And that is why I have to move on. Learning to let go was something I have been struggling with. But it was time to show I can't.